Hello, hello, and welcome to the Mild and Lazy Guys podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Matt. I'm Andrew. And on today's episode, we're back with our normal bag of goodies. We've got items in the news desk, Mount Rushmore. Uh, This week, we're talking about our favorite restaurant sauces. Uh, We're back with Pick Your Poison, and we're going to review the 1994 classic Heavyweights, Disney, uh, put out by Disney. We're staying on the Disney Disney theme, so uh, heavyweights and little giants tied. So we broke the tie and we went with uh, heavyweights, and then we're gonna wrap it up with what are we watching and what are we listening to. But before I get started, I want to ask you to please follow us on Instagram at Mild and Lazy, and leave us a like and review um, on Apple i or excuse me Apple Podcasts if you could. Um, so what have you been up to, man? Well, we got a puppy. Ooh, a new pups. Maybe this one will like me. Maybe this one's. She she seems really playful. It's a girl. It's a like a shepherd collie mix. Like we're not really sure because it was. So what happened? Whoa, that was weird. <laughs> so what happened was uh, Saturday at Claire's work at the Mosaic Hideaway. They had a like a, an event for other small businesses and vendors, and food truck was out, and Tales of Hope, which is an adoption agency for cats and dogs. It's where we got Hank, actually. It was Tales from Hope. Hey, Hank's right here. Um, Tales of Hope, and there was like a, there was like a litter of these five dogs, you know, like all from the same litter, and I think three got adopted that day, and Claire was just like in love with this other one. It had like this um, pretty blue eye, like one pretty blue eye, and it was just the most docile, like sweet dog. You know, all the other ones were like jumping on each other and acting like idiots. She's like, this dog was just sitting there, minding its business, being sweet. And she sent me pictures, and I knew she had puppy fever. And then, like, later on that night, I just shot her text. I was like, because she was already, like, in bed asleep. And I was like, fuck it, let's get this dog. So we had to figure out all the paperwork. And then Monday, we went back to, uh, we met up at Claire's shop and brought her home. You have a little sleepover period. But before we even brought her home, like, we went to Target, and we bought, like, a puppy bed, a, a dog bed. So we bought knew. treats. Yeah, we spent over $100. On various other things, but the vast majority was for that dog, you know, the toys, the bones, the food, the collar and leash. Like, I was like, it was already an investment. And uh, brought her home. Um, she gets along okay with our dogs. Our dogs are just so little and, t- like, you know, just like shitheads at times. And it's just, it's, honestly, it's just nice to have a dog that's like, that you can go on a walk with and you don't have to worry about like stepping on in the middle of the night and killing. Because our dogs are like the size of like a New York City rat. And it's, you can't walk them. You can't really do anything with them. And I really wanted this dog for like Ellie to grow up with, you know, like they go yeah, out and they play sense. in the backyard. We're teaching her how to play fetch. And she's like, she was already house trained. Um, trying not to give her too much human food just because we don't need another beggar. But, um, yeah, so we, we settled on the name Dolly actually. Beca- that was Ellie heavily Ellie involved? Ellie was the main influence in that because this period of time for Ellie, she loves Dolly Parton. Like, Jolene and I Will Always Love You are her only two songs. It could be worse. Like, she could pick, like, worse music yeah. to be infatuated with. That's true. I mean, she, was, she's, she has a very eclectic mix of music. Like, she loves Jimmy Cliff and Grateful Dead and oh, Lady Gaga. Those like, are like her, she's like her dad. Yeah, yeah. I was like, those are, like, all her favorite songs. Like, I have, she has her own playlist, and that's all she wants to listen to. But, um, 
Yeah, so we went with Dolly, which makes us as a family just look like big Dolly Parton fans because one of our dogs is named Jolene. Yep. And it's not after that song. It's just we just like the name Jolene, and you know we've had that dog for over ten years. So now we have Jolene and we have Dolly. And Hank, of course. But, yeah, added a new member to the family. Um, she wasn't here this time because Claire went to her sister's house. She left me, man. It's finally over. <laughs> She's had enough. She made me tweet, made shit. me pick between this and the podcast. So we're here recording <laughs> on a Thursday night, and it's nothing but swinging dicks. I'm just, for a backstory, I've, I've been coming over to Andrew's house for a couple years now and doing the podcast for, you know, six, eight months now. And these dogs, I've never pet them. Ever. They won't let you. They won't let me. No. They bark their heads off. Like, they should know me by now. Oh, yeah. And it's just really cool that you're going to have an animal that, when I come over, you know, acknowledges me. She'll me she'll let you. She'll play with you. She'll let you pet her. She's a very sweet Because dog. when you come to my house, you're like Bruce Almighty. Yeah. Like, all my animals are all over you. You've got one in your lap, one on your side, one at your feet, cat up on your shoulder. Living the dream at your house. Yeah. I get the charcuterie board Char- yeah. from your wife, and I get, like, all the animal love. From, yeah. And then Landry wants to, like, sit next to me. Yeah, to, he's got I'm like a king in your the, house, man. Yeah. It's like, it's amazing. I get better treatment at your house than my house. So, hopefully this dog, you know, will acknowledge me and let me love on it. Because yeah. I'm a huge... I just want to tell... I'm like, Hank and Jolene, like, if you knew how much I love dogs, yeah. like, you would let me... You would love me. They just won't let me in. But you, next time, man, next time, and you know we're excited to like just take her out to Lions Park, where it's just nothing but open field, and let her just because oh, sure. she's you know she's got that puppy energy, and we have oh, to yeah. take her on walks every day, and you know she's just jumping and just up and down like a fucking idiot, and it's that's awesome. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's cool. Well, I had one of those proud dad moments today on the way home. I went and picked up Landry from school, and he's really into like trucks. Like, especially, you know, my truck. Like, yeah. he calls it, oh, that's, he calls it his truck. He's like, that's my truck. <laughs> and I was tossing around the idea of trading it in a while back. And he's like, he got emotional. He's like, no, dad, I don't want you to trade in my truck. Like, that's our truck. So we, uh, we were at like a four-way stop and a truck was on our left and he was turning in front of us and they had a camper shell on the back. He's like, daddy, that's not a truck. I was like, why in a truck? Well, he put the, th-, and he goes, well, he put the thing on the back that technically makes it a car. And I was like, very good, son. Because I don't like camper shells. I don't see the point. Like, you just buy an SUV. Like, I don't know. Camper shell. They they look ugly. Especially when they're like, they don't even match the colors. I've seen some that's like, at least get the same color. It was a blue truck with a white camper shell. That's fucking stupid. And then Landry's like, that's not a truck. That's a car. I'm like, good job, son. And then I had another father moment where I had to hold back laughter. Like, he said something so funny. So... Lauren, we were eating dinner before we came before I came over, and Lauren makes spaghetti. She makes really good spaghetti. Like she doesn't do like ragu out of a jar. Like she simmers the tomatoes, damn, the whole nine yards, fresh onion, fresh garlic. Like oh, wow. she makes I it from grew scratch. Up on ragu, so I would love to have no actual. She, she does it from scratch, and it's usually on point. Well, I don't know what happened tonight. I don't know if she, like she was in a hurry, maybe because she knew I had to come over here and, and record this or what. But she's like, man, my my spaghetti's really off, and. I've been married long enough to know. I just don't say anything. It's a trap. I don't say anything. Yeah. I'm like, no, babe, it's fine. And you just tell her, you are so pretty. Yeah. And, and Landry, <laughs> God bless him. He was sitting there and like, we were up at the bar. Uh, we have like a bar top and uh, on our island. And we, me and him were eating facing uh, with our backs toward Lauren. And Lauren, uh, she said, I don't know. It's off. It doesn't taste that good. And Landry 
didn't break stride. He was eating his pizza, didn't break stride. He said, well, maybe you need cookie lessons, Mom. Oh, shit. And I, it took everything I had not to just laugh. And then Lauren started laughing, and then I started laughing, Landry started laughing. And, dude, it was like, the, he didn't break stride. He had the timing and everything. He was like, no. maybe you need lessons, Mom. He accidentally said the funniest thing dude, he's ever said. it was said. so awesome. <laughs> I it love it. It was so awesome. But, yeah, so... uh couple funny dad moments those are the best kind of like when your kid accidentally says something hilarious and you just lose it because they're just like oh i guess that worked like maybe i'll say something like that again has ellie cussed yet yeah but i'm just like no you know like we don't say that okay well she it's like little adorable words because she you know she they over here yeah like us, oh, you know? I, know. I get in trouble for that Especially well, from my mom and from wait until she uses it like in context like perfectly yeah like, that's what then I'm you're gonna you're gonna die laughing because sometimes Landry like if they go, it, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Then I'm like, you know that. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah. And they use it perfectly like that. And I'm like, and they like that's what you're thinking. And they say technically it. that's right, but you can't say. Yeah, that. that was hilarious. But don't say that again. Yeah. At least around your mom. I try to. I I don't tell them they're bad words. I'm like, hey, that's an adult word. Like that that adult. That's a, that's something we use. Little kids can't say that. Exactly. My parents still tell me about how when I was little. I asked them how old I had to be before I can start cussing. I guess I was just so ready. They used to tell me those are adult words. I was like, well, how old do, you know, when can I use them? How old do I have to be? And they're probably, like, you know, 21 or something. But yeah. I said, fuck that. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> no, I love you guys. Uh, <laughs> all right. But anything else? Just work and normal? Yeah. I mean, we had a good day. Good day Monday. That all happened on Monday. Mondays are the best, man. We take care of the, the house. Off. Yeah. Shoot yeah. Off. We're all off. Yeah. Claire's shops closed on Mondays. And then we always go get snow cones. Um, I would recommend the Darkwing Duck. I've discovered that is the greatest snow cone, and you get to be the coolest guy in the stand when they call out the Darkwing Duck, and you can, walk up can, there. Can you give me a, like a flavor profile? It's, like... it's half coconut, half grape, and you can add cream for fifty cents. Okay, it's not bad. It's delicious, actually. It's more than not bad. It's I the best. I am super conservative when it comes to, and maybe this will be a Mount Rushmore, but I'm super conservative and kind of old school when it comes to snow cone flavors. You just get straight ice, strawberry. Uh. <laughs> I used to, I got pickle juice for years. Oof. I know that was such a terrible choice. I don't know yeah, why I, I did pickles. that. I do too, but not pickled. It gives me heartburn, dude. I'm getting so old. Like I've talked about this before about so, getting up, getting up in the middle of the night to go and pee and just eating tums. So it was That's kind of a staple routine. of our, you know, like when we're at a draft or we're at watching a game or whatever, and we're drinking together. We'd always do. We'd always follow our shots of whiskey with pickle juice. Mm-hmm. Is that an out for you now? Or I, I could still chase it like that, but. It's just when you go to get a snow cone, there's just other op- better options, is I guess what I'm saying, like, other than pickle juice. And like a good eight or ten ounces of it, I can just imagine what that does to your Oh, it tum-tum. destroys me. Yeah. Ugh. But anyways, the Darkwing Duck. And like dark I said, you get duck, to meet okay. the, then they call that out and you just walk up out of the shadows like, right. the, like the <laughs> like true the badass. Yeah, exactly. All right. I may have to keep that in mind next time I go to Yeah, if you go to the one through. by the one by uh, Taco Suave, you know, yeah. off 77, that's the best one. Yeah. It might be one of the only ones, actually. No, there's, I think there's one down at the end of 77, like, by, uh, what is that, Bachelor? Down there, kind of where the Whataburger and Sonic and all that, by Atwoods. There used to be one think, on oh, Panorama. It was, like, Ozzy's. Yeah. Ozzy's shit. Dude, that was the best. It was, like, in a little house. Yeah. Not even a house. It was, like, one of those it's like a shed. shed. I'm pretty sure they closed down, though. Because I had, I had a membership card, and they would punch it for you. And I was, like, so close to getting that free snow cone. <laughs> they shut it and down. And then they shut it down. Yeah, because they had... The best, um, like, cream filling. I don't know what it's called, you know. It's, like it's just, just cream. cream. Yeah. yeah. It was, dude, it was the shit. And, yeah, half coconut, half grape. All right, that's, I'll that's keep it. that. That was the highlight of my week. Better than getting a puppy. Because usually, usually we go 
eat taco suave and then we'll just walk walked over there perfect tacos and snow cones i mean it's a good summer summer evening what's more american than that it's it's a great summer evening uh if you're ever in Waxhatchee, go see taco suave they have great talk great food uh all right so now that we're done with that let's get into the news desk All right, and I think I've got the first story. Um, the title reads, and this is from Mashable.com, from, and it was written by Caitlin Welsh. And the headline reads, Apple will engrave fart and dick on your new AirTags, but not poop. And in case you don't know what an AirTag is, um, it's kind of Apple's version um, of the uh, Tile. It's like a Tile. Uh, that's the brand. That's the company, Tile. And it's a little key or not a key but it's like a little tag that you can stick on the back of things and you can track it through the app so in case you ever lose it so people put them on wallets and phones and keys and all kinds of stuff um but apple of course is putting out their version um and the headline and the uh, story reads apple finally announced its tile killer product at tuesday's event and not a moment too soon as everyone's probably a little out of practice when it comes to the whole leaving the house with everything you need thing after a year indoors. Air tags are stainless steel buttons a bit over an inch in diameter that you can throw into a bag or attach to a keychain style holder in order to track your stuff using Bluetooth and your iPhone's built-in features. Um, so it continues... Um, the air tags will also come with the ability to add up to four engraved characters on the front, on the front face. Now, obviously these are an extra handy way of telling your multiple air tags apart on top of the iPhone's pairing features, but just like Apple's other engravable products, there's also the ability to have a little fun with your personalization within reason, of course. Um, so as with AirPod case engraving, there are a few emoji combos that are out of bounds. Certain animals followed by the poop emoji are officially too rude. So you can't nickname your air tags horse shit or dog shit or pig shit or bullshit. You can say shit horse. However, chicken shit is fine as, as are the shits of non humanoid options, alien, unicorn, ghost, robot, cat, alien, skull, tiger, dragon, monkey, sheep, bunny, snake, mouse, and bear. All those with shit on the end are cool. Um, so things you can't put on there shit piss fuck and the c-bomb so cunt see you next tuesday or out i like how you say the c-bomb and then you say well, the c-word <laughs> i read it i read it but that's one of my go-to words so i let it fly i don't care um you can engrave your air tag with fart bum butt or even anal as well as pee but not ass arse poop or poo so you can do anal, but not arse. Yes. You can't put boob, though, but you can go with the classic 8008. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a way around. So if uh, you can't put dick, though. But you can do cock. Yep. Mm-hmm. That makes no Sex, sense. Sex, cock, peen, vag, bush, muff, pube, <laughs> <I like peeing. laughs> and quim are okay, but t- twat, tit, clit, jizz, and slut are not. Although, <laughs> SLVT does work. Imagine going to journalism school and then writing this article. <laughs> you spent four or five years yeah. and a hundred grand. Went to like Northwestern, <laughs> like top of your class, and you're right how you can put anal on your tag, but not ours. So, there, in case any of you guys are wondering, and you're going to... Yeah, I didn't even know what a tile was, and you had to explain it to me. What I got out of it was, was that a company valued at a trillion dollars is now just like squashing its competition by taking their product and putting their name on it. Yeah. 
Which I hate to see, but it's very capitalist of them. Very Apple of them. So, I mean, you can put alien shit on your, uh, or I guess an alien emoji followed by a poop emoji. Well, but you can't put can, dick. Can other people have that tag or once it yours? Is that like your... No, I'm sure you can personalize them, whatever. You know, like just like an Android. You just want like, to be more creative. Like back in the day, like on your when they made iPods. Like I'm sure some... I never had um, one, man. Yeah, uh, I had one when they were more affordable, not when they were cool. I was rocking the Walkman. I had a Zune. That sounds so familiar. Wasn't that... That was an MP3 player, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it was like the, I guess... The Great Value brand. It yes. was like a Microsoft product, I think, maybe. It was like a Windows version, basically, of a... I would love to look at your... Was it Zoom? Zune? Zune. Z-U-N-E. I would love to see your Zune playlist right now, like what was all on there from oh, 2005 man. or whatever. Probably, like, a bunch of emo. Yeah, like, taking, I was thinking Taking Back Sunday, the Circa. Use, Circa. Yeah. Just, all still good music, all though, still if you good. All I would totally good. play that. Like, if, if you showed up to a party and you're like, hey, I found my old Zune, and you hooked it up, you're like, yeah, let's play this all night. Like, that's yeah, cool No, it's, it's all good. I love high school jams like that. All right, what do, you, what do you got for us? This one um, comes from Bloody Disgusting, and it's David Fincher might get back to hunting mines again soon. It's been nearly two years since the last season of Mindhunter arrived on Netflix. A span of time that scene, God knows how many of our minds frolicking free through the forest, blissfully unhunted. But this idealistic situation may soon come to an end, per small screen. A source had had has apparently... Reported that series creator David Fincher and Netflix have re-entered talks to restart the show, meaning we might soon be living through the desaturated horrors of mine hunting season all over again. This, despite Fincher expressing that not too long ago, a pretty general sense of burnout on the show about the development of the serial killer hunting methodologies by the FBI. Writing on the series' second season was famously pretty fraught with almost all of the original batch of scripts thrown out and retooled under Fincher's close supervision. Fincher also made it clear that he was just damn tired of the grind of TV production, especially in light of his desire to go get his mank on, which he's now done. That's his. Uh, that's a movie he made that's nominated for like 12 Oscars. Um, yeah, like I said, it's to Oscar-nominated success, which might help explain why talks have reportedly resumed. So he went out and made like this movie, and like I said, it's nominated for all types of awards. Maybe got his mojo back, but of course there are also some hard practicalities that might make uh, make the old BSU crew hard to re- reassemble, regardless of desire. For one thing, there's the simple fact that the series was always quite a bit more expensive than its viewership numbers apparently justified, something Fincher, Fincher himself acknowledged. There's also the more immediate but no less thorny fact that the show's cast, including Jonathan Groft, that's Holt, um, I didn't know his last name was, McCallany, and Anna Torv, that was the you know the lady on their, yeah. their unit with them, have all been released from their contract for quite some time. Still, though, Netflix has never been willing to call Mindhunter dead. Anyway, uh, given how critically well it was received, 2021's a lot closer than... Then the five years, maybe the streamer once posit, once posited as a potential return date. But when the mines are ripe, something sometimes you've got to be ready to hunt. So that was one of our favorite shows. I'm sure lots, you know, other people would agree it was like one of the best shows Netflix put out in a long time. And so one thing before it flies out of my brain, um, 
one thing kind of struck me about that article is like, you know, they said it was too expensive, you know, based on the, the audience. It's kind of crazy that it didn't have a big audience, given that true crime is such a big deal. Yeah, whole murder porn. Like, people love that. Well, true crime is like one of the most, It's it. I think it is the most popular podcast genre. Yeah, I could see that. You know, and all the all the stuff that ID puts out, and Dateline has been running for yeah. There's basically thirty TV networks dedicated to it. Like ID is like dedicated to that. And this genre. was one of the better representations of true crime. Oh, I mean, it was grit. I mean, for God's sakes, in the first scene, a guy blows his head off with a yeah. shotgun, um, naked. I believe he was naked. Um, it's just, it's really good. It's really well done. Really, obviously, it's real well written. Fincher is amazing. Um, and it's just really good. And they were getting, they're building up to one of my favorite serial killers. Oh, yeah. We were talking about doing that as a, as a Mount Rushmore, Rushmore uh, serial killers. They're building up over two seasons to BTK. Mm-hmm. And it got, and, you can't. Uh, he can see. I've got goosebumps thinking about it. You got dead skin on there, dude. You got sunburned. Yeah, I got burnt two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they were building up to BTK dropping in like every third or fourth episode. Like at the beginning and end of the episode, they were dropping in these little vignettes of behind the scenes of BTK. Um, and they've they've just it's a really good show. So I hope it comes back. To me, it was I, I, one of the best well made shows. Like at you know of whenever the year it came out, like it was one of the best shows of that year. Mm-hmm. But yep. I get, you know, like they said, if the numbers just weren't there and I could see it having it, because it's so well made, you know, it costs a lot of money to have that production value. So mm-hmm. I guess that was their justification and the fact that he just kind of got burnt out because I bet making a TV series, especially when you're like a perfectionist like that, is way more difficult than making just a two and a half hour movie. Because that, that series would have been, you know, what, 10 hours? You know, it's like five movies in one. So I bet the grinds a lot and it got to him and then... You know, like I said, he got to make his movie Mank, which is on Netflix, and you could watch it. But um, and I maybe. think the subject matter for a lot of those guys gets it wears on you. Um, you probably you know, look at a lot of like evidence and pictures. Yeah, and, yeah, and I, you know, I talked about Criminal Minds last week, but they had a they had a an actor on seasons like one through five who was kind of like the the head of the they call it the BAU, um, which is basically the same unit. Yeah, just a different acronym. Just a different acronym. Yeah. Um, and then the actor did an interview several years later, saying just how hard it was to cover that material and and portray that kind of stuff and day in and day out. He kind of went off on America on like why or how we kind of get off and enjoy this kind of stuff. Uh, we definitely glorify killers and terrible people. Like yeah. you know, what I'm listening to right now, I'll talk about it. Like I've just been listening to just terrible, terrible people and terrible situations. But to me, it's always fascinated me. It's fa- Yeah. It's totally fascinating to yeah. me. Those are the books I read growing up. The shows I watch and list podcasts I listen to now is, you know, same concept, same, uh, same topics, but no, I agree. I mean, yeah. It's gotta be hard to, to just be immersed in that world. Oh yeah, but I hope it comes back because it's it was seriously one of my favorite shows. Yeah, me too. You sent me that the link when it came back, and I hope it's I hope it comes true. I know it would probably be you know even if they started soon, it'd probably be twenty twenty two before it comes out. But just to have those wheels turning is yeah. good news for um, me. Yep. All right. So last thing before we get out, and we'll uh, get out of the news desk, and we'll just touch on it just briefly. But did you happen to catch any of the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight? Nope. I okay. heard a little about it. Was it pay-per-view? That, it yeah, had to be, right? That's how they yeah. make money? Yeah. Yeah, they charged. Um, I think they sold like 1.5 or 2 million like 
purchases. Oh wow! And what are they? They can't be like Mayweather money. No, I don't think it's Mayweather money. It's probably like twenty or thirty. Bucks. I didn't catch. But do they do a whole ticket? Like, was it just them two, or it, was there other people? Okay, there was. I think there was like one other fight. There was one other fight, and then it was a complete fucking shit show, dude. They had Justin Bieber there doing a concert, which whatever that that was the least shit show of it. They had, um, damn it, um, Pete Davidson kind of doing running commentary, yeah. and it was a shit show. They had Snoop Dogg there, which Snoop Dogg, he, and especially like in this realm, in this arena, like when he's doing fight commentary, like because he had done it before, and it made a bunch of news, and it, it was it went viral. Snoop Dogg is like salt, like on food, you know? Like, a little bit of salt goes a long way, but if you put too much salt in your food, it ruins it, and Snoop Dogg was salt. Like, Man. it was just too much. I did not think there'd be a Snoop Dogg salt analogy <laughs> in this, but well, that worked out nicely. I totally get what you're saying. Too much salt ruins it. Uh, and, and they had Oscar De La Hoya on there on all the cocaine. Like, he was wearing the panties so and the... high. Like, he did all the cocaine before he went on that broadcast. All that aside, it was a shit show. Jake Paul knocked out Ben Askren in a minute and a half. Um, Did he knock? Oh, I was going to say it was. A, well, I forgot it's not. It's not an MMA. It's a straight boxing. It's a straight so. boxing, and uh, it wasn't. He, he he. They shouldn't have called the fight because he he probably should have got an eight count because he did get up. Ben Askren did get up. And for those of you who don't know, Ben Askren he. He's fought in UFC, he's fought in Bellator, and he's fought in one other one. One other, he's, bought, he's fought in the three biggest mixed martial arts kind of promoters in the world. And he's a Hall of Famer in two of them. He got to UFC late, um, and then he retired. He had hip surgery. He, he came out of retirement for this fight. It's a step up from what he's fought. But it's still not a straight boxer. I think Jake Paul now, and from everybody I kind of follow and, and kind of things I've watched, like, everybody says he's got something. Like, apparently he was a hell of an athlete in high school. Mm. He was a wrestler. Everybody says, like, his footwork, his technique, the power. It's all kind of there. The vision, it's all there. Now, for me, what makes it interesting is, like, where's he going to go next? Straight to hell. <laughs> I don't like him personally. Like I think I can't stand him. I Either think, of them. They're... Yeah, I think say what you will. I'm just talking about strictly like fighting and. Oh, I would love to see him like in a real fight. Like I don't know who's a good comp for him, um, but yeah, I want and, and he will get paid to get that fight. But I would love to see him just get knocked out, even if he gets paid. Well, the Mayweather thing I think is on the table now. It's, you know, it's... it may be two or three fights from now, but I think it's on the table. And he'll lose that fight, but he's also probably going to. That make would be such a boring fight. Ten or though, fifteen cause... million. Yeah, he'd make a ton of money, and Mayweather yeah. would make three hundred million. Yeah, so knowing his contract, but I didn't know if you caught that. If you saw any highlights, I mean, say what you want about his YouTube career and what kind of what he stands for, but I think uh, apparently the kid can box. Um, but it'll be interesting, kind of follow. Well, he to has follow. he he fought a rapper, a five foot seven Nate Robinson, and a guy coming off hip replacement. So he might can box, but like you said, I want to see that step up. I think I think now, like okay, the novelty's worn off. Like you can beat people who aren't boxers. Now I want to see you fight boxers and come with that same bravado. Yeah, yeah. And somebody, all the, all the, somebody that's trained and like a somebody that just yeah, has like a burning th- hatred for. Him. I think the the next kind of rumored fight is Dylan Danis, and Dylan Danis is a active UFC fighter. He's a UFC. He's a- but, but he he can he strike fight these boxers. But he though. can strike like he can stand. Dylan Dennis can stand up and and strike with you. Uh, ben Askren he was an Olympian first of all. 
uh, I think he was either judo or judo or wrestler, but he didn't have much of a strike game. That's why this was a yeah, and you know he's probably so tempted to just like take him down and and that's why stay on your that's why this that. was kind of a soft kind of landing spot for yeah. Jake Paul. Why it was a good yeah because he can say yeah he's a professional fighter, but striking was not his forte. It was not his strength. He wanted to when he fought he wanted to get you on the ground. Yeah. Uh, so I think the next guy. He has to face, even if he isn't a boxer, he needs to have some striking ability. Did you watch it? Did you no. pay? Oh, hell oh, Okay, no. I was going to no. say, next time, if it's like 20 bucks. I think that's what it is. I mean, I'll, I'll come over and I'll put 10 on it. I you think know, that's we what can it watch is. it together. That way we can actually watch it. Because I am interested to see, because I have heard, you know, like, he handled him pretty well. But then again, like you said, he's not a striker. He he's wants to get striker, him on the ground. Yeah. And yeah. So it's just a different style for him. And plus, yeah. he's probably trained his, you know, half his life to fight this one way and now... Now you exactly. got to stand your feet. So it's exactly. difficult, but I guess, you know, good for him. Well, Maybe. that was just kind of newsworthy, so I didn't know if you saw any of the fallout from it. Like, Pete Davidson was uh, acting a fool. Oscar De La Hoya was a hoovering cocaine before. <laughs> it, it was uh, The way you described it was a, it, was a, a shit, shit show. show. And almost worth it, though, because now I'm like, well, shit, I want to see how fucked up Oscar De La Hoya gets next <laughs> time and what Snoop's going to say. Justin Bieber was there. Such a weird... Pro- weird crap it was it was just so weird dude um anyway so let's move on to our mount rushmore segment and like i mentioned in the open this week we're gonna go over our favorite restaurant salsa um this one was hard for me that's what she said yeah uh this one was hard because i don't know man i just there's not that many great ones out there for me anyway yeah, for me it's not that bad. I grew up on Mexican food, so I'm gonna uh, let like you... half of my body weight is Mexican food. So I'm gonna let you start. <laughs> it. All right, for me to start, uh, and these are pretty much all local. You know, I'm not gonna like try to fancy it up. Oh, I was in New York City one time or something. So Campizanos, there's one here in Wagsahatchee. There's one in Midlothian, and it was one of those days where like I remember where I was when it caught fire. <laughs> so we were coming back from Claire's grandma's house in uh, in DeSoto, and we were we drove right past it. And you could see like the the smoke billowing out. The the um, fire department just now got there to start putting it out, but that had to been like a, oh you know a year ago. Oh yeah, more and than they're that. still. I heard they like screwed up their insurance paperwork or something. So the one here locally is still not open. But I don't know, man. And you know the theme with all mine is I like chunky hot sauce. Mm-hmm. So and they just had like. I mean, you could get, like, just a huge chunk of, like, onion and cilantro on that bite, and I was all about it and had, like, nice little salt to it. But Campizano's, and maybe I'm just glorifying because I haven't sat in so long, but just have so many fond memories of that Campizano hot sauce. So, for me, that was was a no-brainer. See, I went the other way. I went more national because I didn't know if, you know, all of our listeners would know. Most of our listeners will know. Some of our listeners went to high school with us, so let's not kid ourselves. My first (laughs) one is El Phoenix. They've got decent salsa. No, they don't. See, like I said, this is hard for me. It's and really like I hard. shouldn't, I shouldn't immediately shoot you down because this is your list. So I shouldn't criticize. No, no, it's just it's really hard. Like it's not great salsa. But then again, not that many places have good salsa. <laughs> to me. When you make the best, all the rest just yeah, kinda... that's true. Matt's on my honorable mention because you're not technically a restaurant that Matt makes. I put on here actually, Matt makes a great hot sauce. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was verbatim, right? Maybe maybe it has some nostalgia to it because I remember going to El Phoenix and Oak Cliff with my dad. That the original, the original. Yeah. yeah, he used to take me to that one, and maybe it was just a nostalgia thing. I don't know. I, El Phoenix, we don't 
I mean, eh. If you could only see that face now, he he is not 100% on this. No, no. He just had to put words I on just, a piece I, of paper. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've got to fill it. You know, I've got to sit, words have to come out of the mouth. So why don't you take it okay. away, bud? <laughs> I just looked at your list, It's man. not good. <laughs> <laughs> Next for me is uh, Ojeda's. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. Ojeda's See, but shit. I was trying to stay more places yeah and that's another like locally owned like that's the ojeda family which is from yeah. dallas yeah so they have yeah, like yeah. you know they have the one in dallas they have the one off hampton that we go to mm-hmm. yep um they have great beef enchiladas dude they have great everything yeah. they I, I always get this is what i get guys if you ever go there the um brisket what's it called chili riano Mm-hmm. So it's just stuffed with brisket, cheese, mm-hmm. and that pepper in there, and then yeah. I think I get like you know an enchilada with it or something. But holy shit, the brisket chili orellano. Um, but at Ojeda's, so I put on there how they give you two sauces. They give you the they mild and, and the salt really and the spicy. Hot one, yeah. yeah, and they're both extremely flavorful. But the sp- the hot one is really hot. So as a warning, I would say make sure you get your drink first. Before you start dipping into that in hot sauce, yeah, because I've made that mistake, and then you're like waiting on that drink, and like, well, let me just t- put some salt packet or some salt or sugar in my mouth. That should help, and you're like wiping sweet sweat off your face with their paper napkins, not cloth, <laughs> which is another bonus. But uh, both of them are great; they really are like so favorable. But the hot one will get you. All right, this one, since you went super local, I'm gonna take some from my honorable mention. I'm gonna leave this one off. Uh, Blue Sky and Waxhatchee. Oh, that's that new spot. Uh, and yeah, it's up at the top of the hill. It yeah, used to be a water I drive by it every day. They have go in there, get you three chicken tacos, rice and beans, and it comes with hot sauce. Well, yeah, give you chips and hot sauce, yeah. but yeah, it's amazing. Well, you they know, have the best chicken tacos in town. And we we actually tried to go there last Sunday with uh, my mother in law, brother in law, and sister in law, but we checked their dates and it says they're only open from ten to three. Lunch only, yep. Lunch only, and they're closed Sunday and Monday, and mm-hmm. we're all off Sunday and Monday. So yep. it's like I would literally have to take off work to go up there. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah, that's a shame back it's there. It's really good. Or else I would be agreeing with you right now because I'm I'm serious. We were talking about going there. Like We had it all planned out, and before we went, I was like, well, let me just make sure that, you know, what time's open. 10 to 3, uh, Tuesday through Saturday. I could bore you with restaurant industry talk and tell you how reasons why that's such a bad decision to be closed. The Monday, I understand. Monday is a kind of a common. Yeah, there's a lot of places. There's a lot know, of places. Small lot of places. places. Yeah, um, a lot of them are closed. But on Sunday, you got to get the church crowd. Yeah, like you That's have. What I was to. saying Sunday is a big day, and like if you grew up in, well, you didn't grow up in my house. I grew up in my household, <laughs> and my mom hardly ever cooked. That's why we had cereal Sunday. That was our thing was cereal Sunday, or we would go out. Yeah. And every once in a while, my mom would make like an extravagant dinner, you know, like on a rare case. But we either had cereal or we would just go somewhere on Sunday because yeah. my mom was like, you know, I'm tired. I worked all week. I cooked all week. Like, let's just do something like this. So yeah, to be not be open on a and and like you said, even if it was just church crowd, you could you know cl- still close early on a Sunday. But just broke my heart because we were so looking forward to that. It's really good if you ever. I've heard it is. I looked at the reviews. And I was like, awesome. Let me check the time. And if you ever get a random day or yeah. uh, didn't you take off Thursday though? Uh, I took off uh, that whole <laughs> that whole drift. I'll, I'll work Thursday, but then I'm off Friday and Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Okay. Well, how how about this? Next Friday. Meet me there for lunch since you're off. As long as it's after like ten o'clock, I do. I, yeah. do, I, do, I do have to go to the eye doctor. That was my excuse. That's fine. I did schedule that, but it's at nine o'clock. We'll I'll do, be out we'll by do like, like twelve thirty. They'll tell you, yeah, you're fucking blind. Get these glasses, idiot. Yeah. And I'll be done by like nine thirteen. Yeah, we'll, we'll do. We'll do like twelve thirty. I'll take you there. Perfect. All right, good. All right, so uh, what's your third one? Next one for me. This is the next one we go to the most here in town. Uh, is El Mexican Grill. There's two locations. Mm-hmm. There's one downtown. 
Um, and then there's one by where my mother-in-law by, yeah, by Academy. So if we, we eat with her quite often, you know, so we'll meet up there or when we just want to locally eat here, me and Claire will go there. Um, last time we got it, that bill was $50. Claire screwed up our order so badly. And then I had her cause it was a pickup. I let her go with my card and then I don't know, you know, with my, get I get a text. Works. Yeah. I get a text and it was like 49 something. I was like, what the fuck? And she, she says she tried to haggle with them, but it was like this big, and then it, what happened was they charged me, but then they're like, oh, we screwed up. Instead of avoiding this, they just gave me like some cash back. But anyways, uh, I, not that I mean to talk shit about a Mexican girl cause it's, it, it really is fantastic food. And I was going to say there, they also give you two types of salsa. One's the chunky spicy, which I love because I'm a chunky boy. And the second one is like, like the room temperature's hot, you know. Like I get it's hot sauce, but it's like, like it came out of like a pot, you know. Like it's it's hotter, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Claire, it's Claire's favorite, so I eat. I tear up the chunky one, and I just let her have that because we always get like two extra hot sauces, and um, yeah, they're both fantastic. Like if y'all need food preferences at Mexican restaurants. Obviously, if you've seen me, I'm a big boy. I can let you know what to get at all these restaurants. And I was kind of looking at our analytics, and we do have people that aren't from Texas that listen or have listened and may listen in the future. Here in Texas, chips and salsa is kind of like a food group. Like, we judge restaurants on whether they, A, have chips or hot sauce, or B, how good it is. So... If some people are wondering why we're talking about yeah, chips this is and salsa, a this like, is a Texas thing. We're all staple, about it's yeah. Tex-Mex. And if I go to a Mexican restaurant and they don't bring me chips and salsa, like I'll never come back to your restaurant <laughs> See? again. See and there's mean? some places actually with El Mexican Grill, um, they've actually started bringing out free queso too, uh, like a free so cup of queso. That's so, awesome. Yeah, that's why I keep coming back. Uh, my third one is Chewy's. Have you ever been to Chewy's? I they have like twice, and it is fantastic. They started in Again, Austin. That's now another like kind of local restaurant. They have restaurants everywhere now. Yeah, and you like chunky salsa. Their salsa is on the line of salsa or pico. Like it almost is pico de gallo. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, big chunks of tomatoes, onions, cilantro. You have to add a little salt. It is a little bland. I understand. I know why they do that, but um, it's really good. And then they, I know we're not including like other dips but they have uh, i think it's called cadillac queso or something queso but it comes with like queso hamburger meat like a big dollop of guacamole and a big dollop of sour cream and you all Hell. mix it all together yes. and their chips are like super thin and airy and crispy really good i love chips and hot sauce i'm just so staring into your eyes just dreaming about your hot sauce right now i'll make you some i'm gonna have time <laughs> i'll have time this weekend uh what's your last one my last one um i don't think this one's local but again um we need one here because the closest one's either uh, in Lancaster or what is it, Mansfield, and that's on the border. Mm. I love on the border. We used to go there all the time, but now that because they will have kid, they will have big chunks of onion in theirs. I yeah. remember that. Like oh yeah, like an inch or two yeah. of like onion, big chunk of onion, big chunk of onion. They got the most ridiculous chips that are like you know the size of like a little football. But all they, they basically all they do is just cut a tortilla in half and then fry the halves. Oh, is that I think how that's they get all it? they do it. Yeah. And I just haven't been there in so long, but like I said, we used to go there all the time. Like that was like somewhere because you know before you have kids, you'd be like, "Hey, let's go." We just go we, to we could, all the we time. We can leave right now, like eight thirty. Hey, let's just yeah, go up here. Let's and go out to eat right now. Yeah, you can't do that. No, now we just stay home and like we made our own pizza today, which was delicious. But you know, that's instead what, of going out, you make your own. That's what we did with, for Landry. So good. Made some I pizza. Love pizza. It was My good. pizza is the shit. It was good. Claire was disappointed because she couldn't find any more uh, pineapple. To ruin her pizza with, <laughs> so, she just, pizza. so she just put a bunch of feta cheese on it. Yeah, you're we we've discussed your wife's Dude. habits at length. It's weird. I don't know how you do it. Well, she pretty. <laughs> she pretty. <laughs> uh, 
All right, uh, my honorable last mention. one. Oh, is, yeah, no, I, I I used up my honorable mentions because uh, they're just so terrible. I'd really, <laughs> I had a really really hard time with this list because I thought I was gonna go kind of more national and kind of well known, but I kind of just switched gears midway through. Uh, College Street Pub. Yeah, they have a great salsa. They make it there in house. It kind of resembles mine. They don't use nearly as much cilantro I don't know as if I've I do. Ever had theirs, it's really good. Go in there and get your, their chips and salsa. It's Last really time good. I did get the nachos, but it, I don't think it came with any. Maybe it came with like a little side. Yeah, get going in for an appetizer. Get the chips and salsa. It's it's worth it. Okay. You may have to add a little salt, um, but it's really really good. That's where my brother in law and sister law. Every time we hang out, they want to go there. So yeah. it's it's inevitable. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll go get it and all. I'll send yeah. you a text of me eating a chip. Yeah, and you can review it for the rest of us. Uh, <laughs> you got honorable mentions? I know you. Yeah, I'll just bust them out real quick. These were um, just no more, no, not all re- restaurant uh, hot sauces, but my favorite. Like I said, number one, Matt makes a great hot sauce. Uh, put on here Chili's, how they have a surprisingly good hot sauce to go with their queso. So that you, was on my list. Dude, they, they have that was good, on my hot, list. they do have good hot sauce. And, and if I, you order, and I love their queso. So if you order the queso, it comes with it. Uh, queso comes with hot sauce. I get shit from Lauren cause she hates it. No, I just love it. It's like that chili style. No, oh, I could eat queso with the big fake meat chunks yeah. like in it. I love it. Dude, that's, that's. And, and that may be, that may be nostalgia for me. Cause I grew up eating chilies, like yeah. with older brother and stuff. And. I don't know. I just like it. It's comforting. It is. And the I salsa's mean, pretty good. I haven't been to Chili's in a long time, but every time I drive by it, I think we used to get like, um, what are they, chicken crispers? Mm-hmm. Chicken crispers and some queso. Yep. You're set. Uh, put it on here. Also, uh, you can get these two at HEB. It's their fresh salsa they make, which is like in the produce section. They have like mild and spicy. Both of them are really good. And then Julio's. You know, the yeah, chip brand uh-huh, Julio's yeah, with yeah. Serrano is what we all... We got some right now in the refrigerator. Yeah. So that's pretty much our go-to because... Like Claire doesn't like the chunky so much, so that's what I'll get, and then she'll get Serrano. So when we only get one, we get Julio's with Serrano, and it's it's got a nice kick to it. Uh, I will give my last one that was on my main one. Uh, believe it or not, Saltgrass. That's a really good restaurant. That's, Saltgrass, to me, like that's they, classy. They serve it with their uh, spinach uh, artichoke dip, and they serve it, and usually they give you like a little ramekin of it, like a little two ounce little cup of it but i always ask for more and it's well, really really good you need more than that it's really really good um next time or if you ever go to saltgrass uh get the spinach artichoke dip and ask for extra salsa it's really really good we're such fat kids i feel like we spend a lot of time on this hot sauce just delving right well, into I, it. it hot sauce is a sport man. it is man like i'm i love good hot sauce and like i said you make the best ones you take break we'll bring it to the draft and you'll bring like gallons of it i no, i bring in i the last three years, I, first year I brought half a gallon, and it got wiped out. So the last two years we've had a draft in person. I brought in exactly a gallon, and usually by Saturday night it's gone. Mm-hmm. But then again, there's like twelve of us, so and we're usually like drunk, drunk and stoned, yeah, and horny as hell. <laughs> People sticking their dick in it. <laughs> oh, man, that was too far. One time was it? it? One time. All right, so I had terrible luck last week with Pick Your Poison, so I'm going to let you pick. All right. Yeah, last week's was dumb. It was super dumb. All right. That's a long question. Well, would you would you rather be only able to watch the few movies with a Rotten Tomato score of 95 to 
or only be able to watch the majority of movies with a Rotten Tomato score of 94 and lower. Give me the majority with 94 and lower because yeah, that's I, agree. I feel like that's where that's kind of where I'm, I'm comfortable. I, I'm comfortable is still those, a solid yeah, score. I'm, I'm comfortable in those waters. If it like, was like 70 and below, maybe, but and I feel like a lot of the ones that get like perfect scores are like real. I don't know, either foreign films or like artsy, artsy or I'm like, well, you'll watch something, you're like, let me see what they got. They got a 90, you know, 99, what? That was ridiculous. And then you'll watch a classic like Heavyweights, and it got like 42%. Give me, give yeah, me. I would go, cause, and you would get such a better selection oh, yeah. of 94% down because, I mean, there's just been probably some of the best movies that I've seen have been a 94 down because, yep. you know, what I think is great isn't what some, you know, critic think is great. That's right. You know, let's just go through and probably think about probably what would be excluded off you gotta think like classics like dumb and dumber that probably didn't get a 94 <laughs> i doubt it got it i got that was the first one uh, absolute classic dumb and dumber that's a classic to me <laughs> uh austin powers mcgruber right here christmas vacation i see it behind you definitely i i can't live without and i mean movies. i guess we couldn't watch like the godfather which and godfather part two which would hurt but yeah but we can watch dumb and dumber dumber er that All was day. bad. Did you like that? I didn't like that, actually. That was bad. It was a whole new cast. and it just wasn't good. It just wasn't. I did read a rumor that they're getting Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels back for a third one. Yeah? Mm-hmm. For, this would be their third one, then. Yeah. Man, they're really milking that, huh? Yeah, like every drop. Yeah. Well, Ride that cash cow. I guess you just get dumber with age, so. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's the premise they can go with. Just still stupid. All right, so on the topic of movies, that was a nice little segue. Let's get into our review, movie review for this week. And like I mentioned in the open, we reviewed the Disney classic Heavyweights. I feel like this is an underrated one. It is very underrated, and I because I looked it up afterwards because I did want to see the score, and they were saying how you know at the time it was like so badly received and critic you know critically slammed but they're like you know it really aged well it did and like they were saying like you know guys you know maybe they watched it when it first came out and now they're adults and they rewatched it and they're like yeah this movie still made me laugh it still reminded me of like childhood and had you know nostalgic to it I watched it really it was a, kid. a good oh i did too i remember the because on the vhs cover they're all holding up a big sub together. Yeah. yeah and i was like hell yeah that, you know made me laugh and that was a great movie i would recommend watching it tonight if you haven't seen it Ben and Ben Stiller just he, he killed it. He was awesome in it. Yeah, the rise and fall of a madman, Tony Perkis. Tony Perkis, <laughs> Perkisizing. <laughs> what a great character too! Like he he really became like Tony Perkis. Like he was a physical freak. Like mm-hmm. you know, bit of a maniac, psycho. Making well, a diff- there's that one scene where they're doing the weigh-in and he's kind of like talking to himself. He's like, "What's wrong? What's wrong, he's Tony? Like, he's like, come on." He's like, everything's falling apart, and I can't do anything about it. And then he decides, like, it's not your fault, it's their fault. Yeah, it's their fault. And he turns around, and he's like, all right. Well, I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. But like, cut the he, camera on. he just scolds the children. It's like, yeah, these are like 10-year-olds, man. All right, so, you know, it's it's just it's good for a bunch of laughs. Um, I don't think this movie could be made in 2021. No, there was a lot of fat shaming. A lot of fat shaming. A lot of fat shaming. Lot of like, fat that's shaming. all they did. Because at the, at the beginning, the way it starts out, it was the last day of school. You know, everyone in a classic movie scene, everyone throws their shit in the air and just mayhem ensues. Which never happens. I know. I put on here, that never happens only in movies. They would, like, scold you and, like, you pick all that up after school if you did You'd that. go to jail in 2021 <laughs> for that. They would call the cops. 
But so he misses his bus, so he has to walk home, which and, is and comical. they're taunting him. They're like, "Run, fatty, run!" Yeah, he's running, can't catch the bus, and then he he runs by, he goes by a baseball field, and he can't even throw the, like over the fence, and they're making fun of him. I for just that. feel like even though you're fat, like you should be able to throw a ball. You should be able to put your weight behind that. Yeah, uh, see what you did there. You should be able to throw a ball. Like this, that just made me. Really I know, sad. like to be that to be that age, like going to junior high, and you can't throw a ball. But my favorite part was when he gets home. And there's a guy from the counselor or uh-huh. from the from the camp there, and they have basically have a fat kid intervention for yep, him because yep. he's watching this video. He's like, "Oh, that looks awesome!" They go, and then they show all the kids. They're like, "Hey, you know, come on to Camp Hope and have a great time." He goes, "It's a fat camp. It's a camp for fat kids." They should like, have not going. They should have rated this at least an R for all the titties that were out in this movie. There were so many flopping <laughs> t-shirt titties. contests and titties. So out. many flopping titties. In this Lots movie. of butt cracks too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so. He gets shamed into going to camp. He's like, I'm not going. And then the next scene is like a plane taking off. <laughs> he's on He's on the plane. And then we get introduced to... Always, he'll always be Russ Tyler in my heart. But it's... Uh, what, Keenan? Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson. Who I put on here makes like his fourth appearance on our podcast. He does, yeah. But before, I was just going to say... Um, you know, this movie was co-written by Judd Apatow. That's crazy. Which was really dude. cool to me. And it was co-written alongside Steve Brill, who wrote the, the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we had that connection. But when I saw Judd Apatow, that's when I was like, all right, this is going to be, like, sneaky funny. You know, like, now that I'm watching it as an adult, like, there's going to be better humor in this. See, and I watched it set, I watched it right when Disney Plus launched because I got it and I was browsing through it. I was like, I saw they had heavyweights. So I was like, holy crap, I haven't seen this yeah. since I was a little kid. And so I watched it several months back and then I watched it again last night. And it, it's, man, I don't see how I got a little score. It made me laugh out loud. Oh, yeah. It, I was entertained the whole time. It had a good story structure because you knew, like, going to a summer camp, there's a purpose for this camp. You know, there's something at the end of the camp to look forward to. There's a goal at the end. Like, it had everything you wanted in a yeah. movie. It didn't, like, lack anything. Yeah. Um, and it just, growing up, like, watching these movies, I idolized, like, going to a summer camp. Even yeah. if it was fat. Like, I would love to go to Camp Hope and jump on the blob and ride go-karts and, you know... Yeah, no, it seems like a great place. I never went to summer camp because I, I don't know about you, but in the summer I was always playing ball of some sort. Usually baseball cause it's summer, yeah. but I was always playing. I was a, I was playing sports, so yep. I never that went to. Still, would have been would have been cool to go to these summer camps. Yeah, so they get to camp, or they get to the airport, and we meet Pat, um, who has been there for eighteen years. Been there for eighteen years since he was a kid and hadn't left. Super cool dude. Uh, probably. Did you ever- notice how closely he looked like the main character Jerry? Mm-hmm. Like he could be like his he, fucking dad. Like he, like that's Jerry as an adult. Yeah. And something that weirded me out, and I don't know why, but you know, I watched it when I was a kid. I knew his name was Jerry, and then I watched yeah. it last night with captions on, and it's Jerry with a G. It's Gerald. Yeah. It's Jerry short for Jerry. Yeah. Or mm. Jerry short for Gerald. Weird me out. I gotta show you. Well, I guess I'll wait till the end. But you got to see a picture of Gerald from Heavyweights. Oh, he's ripped. Dude, yeah, he's stunning. He's like svelte. Yeah, he is a handsome son of a bitch. Yeah, because they did, you know, with the the Mighty Ducks animated series, they did, when that was getting ready to release, they did a bunch of, like, reunion stuff, and they got the cast all back together. He's the most handsome of a bunch, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Good for him. So, yeah, we meet Pat, who's probably everything you'd want in a camp counselor oh yeah he's a cool dude he's like the cool uncle something you know somebody to want your kid around good good role model seemed like good dude mm-hmm. um so we meet him make the drive up to camp he does this cool thing where they're passing a bunch of fast food oh, I put on right. there. pull yeah. over pull and he goes, over okay okay and he, he starts to pull him so and they all no 
Which I don't understand. Like what a great joke to pull out a bunch of fat kids. Because we learn later that they're packing a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, that was a great scene. So why are you? Well, because go- they wanted. I don't know. Like fast, they wanted a burger. They got all the candy. Like we'll get to that scene where they like unload. It was like, and then like one kid like I guess was too hot on the bus, so it melted. That was on his my body. first thing. I'm like, dude, all that chocolate would be melted. Yep. Because I'm a big dude, and I know I sweat at inopportune times. Especially like on a bus where it's crowded. In the summer. Yeah. All oh, that yeah, summer. Be, you're right. All that would just be. And one kid brought like just links of like sauce. Slum. <laughs> yeah. his back. I was like, dude, my man. Because you can't just eat sweets no, all the time. You got to mix it up savory. with like a, a, a sausage or a cheese, you know. Oh, yeah, man. So, uh, so we, we get to camp. They just start unloading oh, in there. Yeah, we get to camp. We're unloading the bus. We get introduced to Tim. And they all start making fun of him. Tim is another counselor. Oh, yeah. And Lost they're giving him a hard weight. time, and Jerry's like, "Hey, why are we giving this guy a hard time?" And uh, he's like, "Well, he used to be one of us, and he lost a bunch of weight, so he's super skinny, but still comes, I guess, to be a counselor." And then we get introduced to Julie, the nurse. You know who she looked like? Who? Alicia Silverstone. She really did. That's who I thought it was at first. She. I put on here, nurse is a great value, Alicia Silverstone. Good point. That's still, a good point. Still hot. She was hot. She was a babe, and she was She's uh, wearing no bra. And those were doink doink everywhere. The whole and she wanted Pat. So, she wanted a good guy. Yeah, she got one. She got one. She got all of them. Uh, so uh, then we get to the scene we we're just talking about. They go to their bunks. They're, they're in the chipmunk bunk, and they just start unloading. And they've got all these little hidey holes, yeah. like <laughs> bedposts. They're hollowed out, and they drop. They're dropping all kinds of candy. Like, they got a hole in the floor. A hole in the floor. They got a. They move a bunk. And they have like a whole dugout that like a yeah. human could lay in. Yeah, and they just start. Well, you I think they've been coming there for years because Jerry's the only new kids. So everyone else yeah. has been going there for years. And yeah, they know. They know what they're doing. They've got it all figured out, and like you said, one kid opens up a his jacket like a drug dealer, and he's got all of it. And he's like, and the little British kids like, oh, that's cool. But watch this. He opens up a briefcase. He's got it all in it's like, like little baggies. Pulls out. It's like sectioned off. They like, look like pills. Like, yeah. Like, you know. It's seriously like what a really nice professional drug dealer would carry yeah. with him. Like, yeah, hey, look at this. And then we're talking about that one scene where the kid lifts up his shirt and it's all melted. And then the other guy comes over and rubs his belly and licks yeah, the that's, chalk. That's too much. No, I'm out. Um, and then, then we got the. They had to sell the camps when we meet Tony Parkus. Yeah, so Jerry Stiller. Jerry was Stiller. that his, was that his wife? Was that Ben Stiller's mom? Uh, I think I'd I recognize. I think they were her. a duo. Really? They? I don't know. It could have been. They had you know, but Jerry Stiller in every scene he's in was great. And um, so they filed Chapter Nine bankruptcy. Had to sell sell off the uh, the camp, and everybody was like telling Jerry, "Hey, man, you're gonna love you're gonna love the I forget their name, but you're gonna love the owners. They're great people." And then here comes Ben Stiller, Tony and the Perkins. show starts. It's very he's very like over the top theatrical. Like you can tell he's been planning that entrance, he's been thinking about that entrance and his presentation. And um, does he get to the point where he wants to do? He want, well, he's going to film everything because he wants to turn it into a weight loss infomercial. Yeah, which is like so nineties. Like, well, it's just so fucked up that it's like if I send my kid off to this camp and then you're going to like. I don't know, take over and just, you know, pull a 180. And now instead of like having fun, now you're just going to like drill sergeant them. Well, oh, but you're talking about infomercial. You remember how big like weight loss infomercial and just like the weight loss kind of boom kind of hit like a cut and all these other, you know, 
basically speed. Slim all fast. The, slim fast and all that stuff kind of got big. Jenny Craig was huge. Yeah, got huge in the Craig. 90s. It's just, that was kind of very, very 90s. But yeah, but Jerry's dad is the one who wanted him to go lose weight. Yeah. But I don't think he wanted him to lose weight like this. No, not like drastic like that, like boot camp stuff. And you notice the cameraman? There's a guy from Grandma's, Grandma's Boy. Boy. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he's one of Sandler's buddies, and I, I don't know the, I don't know his name. Because when I looked up um, Stephen Brill, because, you know, when he was the writer, I looked, he, he actually directed, like, Little Nicky uh, and, like, four or five um, other Adam Sandler movies, and I think they just collaborate well together. Yeah. So if you were, you know, I think that was just, like, the connection they had was all the way back from Heavyweights. Like, there's those guys go back that far. That's cool. Um, but then, yeah. Tony Perkins' reign of terror just kind of starts from then. Yeah, they go straight into fat shaming and just like weighing them for their. They made them take before pictures. Yeah, yeah. They take before pictures. They're doing like the little, little clamps on their cheeks and all their, like their <laughs> yeah, love their handles. Yeah, they're getting their, their yeah, and uh, so he's got them working out a bunch. Um, at one point, like he cancels lunch due to lack of hustle. Which and then lunch looked terrible, anyways. But yeah, yeah it looked lunch. like slop. Yeah, at this, it yeah. looked like slop. Um, and then slowly, you just see him devolving and getting more and more upset, and putting these kids and the counselors really through through hell. Um, yeah, well, I think it was the pressure because he said like his dad was a big shot and this was yep. his chance to make it. Yeah, and he's like, unless I sell like so many units of this infomercial, like I'm done. So he like sunk everything he had into this, yep. and the pressure was just getting to him. And the, you know, these kids just they're not there to lose weight; they're there to have fun. They got sausages stored everywhere. So, so there's a few scenes that we could pick out until like the real turn on you know in the movie. Uh, for one, when they play camp MVP. And got destroyed, yeah. Like, you think they would get run-ruled. It was like 50 to nothing. Poor Jerry. And first of all, they're playing fast-pitch underhand softball as boys. Yeah, it's weird. Like, if, you, if you're really camp MVP and the counselor said, we <laughs> train them to compete at the highest level, why in the fuck are you playing underhand softball? No offense That's- to my softball girls out there. Love you. But... Why are boys I, playing underhand I think that softball? was a camp hope request that they play underhand softball. But poor Jerry. They put him on the hot corner over there, and he got hit in the face. Dude, and the he nuts, got, he got the hit chest. everywhere. And they're like, can I go to the nurse? Like, yeah, just wait till somebody else comes back. <laughs> it's like a Because they're wound. all just like beat a... up, dude. Uh, so that one was really good. Well, and then the scene after that, because I have it on the next note, really made me laugh. So after they get destroyed, Tony does a sweeping search of the cabin. Yeah. And they find all the sausage and then, or all the candy and sausage. And then at the very end, he's with Keenan's character and he does a frisk and he finds a Pez that stems like in his sock and he takes it out and empties it like a gun. You hear when the Pez falls to the ground, it sounds like like shells. (laughs) Yeah, he opens it up. Looks like we got a hot gun here or something. (laughs) Opens it up and it falls to the ground. I just started laughing when that happened, dude. And at first I didn't put two and two together, but I was like, how in the fuck did he know to look in the bedpost? But then they had one of the counselors who... He's lived. like, I was a chipmunk last year. Check he, this out. Yeah. I'm a fucking rat. F- fucking narc, dude. They should have... That guy comes back later, though. He was the one that supplied him with all the fast food. Uh-huh. Because, you know, they think like they're starting to do good, and then uh, they catch one of the kids, like, eating a hamburger well, like, they, on the toilet. They break, they break into his, his house. Oh, they're yeah, looking yeah. for they're looking for food or whatever. Looking for their loot back, yeah. Yeah, and uh they find out he's been keeping all their letters that they've been writing home so they can't, you know, tell their parents. <laughs> Which is tyrannical, Evil. man. Evil, yeah, it's like a dictator. Um and then we get a good scene of the uh the British kid and he's in there eating chocolate or something out of a can. 
and he's trying to get him out of the window and he farts in Fart his, face. his face. Yeah. And, uh, classic. So it's right after humor. that, they're running away from the cabin and they're, they're like catching their breath around like on the side of the building. And, <laughs> they ran Jake, like 12 feet and they, oh, they kind of bent. I'm not making fun of them because I'm not sure I can run much farther. They um, just ran so awkwardly. They were like lumbering, like running like apes or but something. But then Jerry's like, wait a second, you hear that? It's a rapper. <laughs> like what? It's a it's a food wrapper. And they, they follow catch, that sound. They, they catch him in the stall eating. Ugh! You imagine a summer camp stall out baking in that heat. Oh, I didn't even think about that. And you're That's sitting disgusting. there eating, like, and you you have the woods as cover. Like literally, walk you know twenty yards in the woods and eat that. I won't chew gum and go into a bathroom. Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's disgusting. I like, would I wouldn't even chew gum in my bathroom. You know, you're talking to the guy who even at his own house, I'll lay down like three sheets of toilet paper on that seat before I put these sweet cheeks down. Oh, dude. Like our break room was like, you have to pass the bathroom. So sometimes like I've got my water bottle and I need to refill it, but I got to go to the bathroom. I'll sit my water bottle down in the hallway. Like I don't, and it's like got a, oh, I'm like not a screw on lid, you know, yeah, I want to take that in the bathroom. And this hmm. kid is just going to town on a fucking whopper inside this fucking, <laughs> it, I bet dude, I bet you it smells like a fucking Guatemalan YMCA in there. <sighs> I didn't even think about that, but you're right. That's disgusting to be eating it, it eating any bathroom. Like I said, I wouldn't even eat my own bathroom, let no. alone a camp for fat kids. That's, like I'd sh- they I probably fin- blow like, that thing up. I daily. finished chewing my food before. Like if I have to get up and go, like I'll if I'm chewing something, I'll just chew it real quick and then go. I won't even mm, not even gum. No. Anyway, uh, and then another funny scene is the uh, the dance. <laughs> when he sets up the dance with the, which uh, is really to like humiliate Tony, set it up to humiliate yeah, the boys, and then once they once they started having fun, he shut it down. Yeah, yeah, because that counselor, the skinny one that lost all the weight, gets out there and starts acting a fool and dancing, and everyone's like, "Yeah, Pat's fuck like, it, what are you just... doing?" He's like, "I'm saving the dance." He did have some good moves. I'm, I I can never bash a guy for dancing because I have I have zero no moves. moves. Yeah, I'm and the then, stand in the corner and make fun of other people while they dance. And then that guy. one kid with the braces, he actually gets a little smooth. He's making there. out yeah, at the end hard. Yeah. Yeah, he's making out. Yeah, and then of course. Yeah, yeah, you're right. As soon as they're having fun, like Tony busts open the doors, he's like, party's over, shut it down. No more of this. Um, and then we get the we get what kind of starts to break the the straw that camel the straw that breaks the camel's back mm-hmm. is they're they're weighing in again. Yeah, it's the halfway point. That's the halfway and, point. And Parents' Day is coming up. Parents' Day is coming up. Um, and they're not taking it seriously, and that's where he has a little breakdown. Starts talking to himself. Like three of them gained Blake weight. <laughs> three of them gained they, weight. Yeah, because he gets to the first two. is like, okay, two pounds. He's like, muscle weighs more than, than uh, what does he say? Muscle, muscle weighs more than fat. Yeah, he's like, okay, all right. And then Jerry comes up and he's like, we gained nine pounds. And then he gets Josh, who's that Goldberg. Goldberg you know, from Mighty Ducks. And as soon as he steps on, he goes, get off the scale. <laughs> because he doesn't even weigh him. Because, get off the scale. You know, it's got the big one yeah, at drops. the bottom. <laughs> you know, that's like 100, 150. It goes by like 50. And then you've got the fine-tuned one up top. Like, he stepped on the scale and it was it like, just dropped down. <laughs> he just like, Get off. I love that part, man. He's like, cut off the camera. Yeah, and he tells <laughs> him to cut, like, off cut off the camera. Off the and then he just starts wailing into it. And he's him. like, you know, tomorrow, 20 mile hike. And then Pat's like, hey, I don't think 20 mile hike is healthy. He's like, oh, look I'm, at this. The fat guy is going to tell me what's healthy. Dude, they, Pat, you're right. They couldn't make this healthy. No. Nothing but fat shaming. No. And it's true, though. Like, if someone told me, like, hey, we're going on a 20 mile hike tomorrow, I'll say, well, well let's start enjoy with two. That. Yeah, let's work our way up to it. Like, I get tired driving 20 miles. Like, I am not so, about to walk. we get to the next day, and they go on this hike. And it's kind of a montage. I show them hiking, and they're kind of falling off. Like, you know, they're just falling off. Like, yeah, they flies, can't keep you up. And <laughs> that one kid falls, and he goes, leave him. Or he says, like, uh, damn it, what did he say? 
He said something about... He said something like, he's a straggler, leave him. Yeah, stragglers he's, make us weak. Yeah. I was like, Jerry, he's, you know, he's 10 years old. Jerry's being a good guy, and he picks him up, and they don't leave a man behind. Jerry and, is uh, a good guy in this movie. So I get to the top of this rock face, and they come up with a plan. They hatch a plan to put an end to all this. And they kind of start it with... They, they take an hour break because Tony decides that they're going to climb that thousand foot rock face with their hands and feet. And I'm like, they can't climb up a flight of stairs. No. Uh, so they take a break and they come back from break and there's a bunch of commotion going on. And Tony's like, hey, what's going on? And they're like, well, settle a debate for us. Jerry here says you can't do a push up or a sit up if you can't see or hear. So he, he's like, yeah, let me show you. So he gets down, they blindfold him, they do the old pull the pants down, pull the blindfold off when he sits up and he's got a butt in your face. Yeah, but it didn't quite go. I was hoping no. he'd get like straight, like brown nosed. No, he he stopped. He stopped like halfway up and then did like a karate chop and he chopped his him knees. Down. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, ugh, ah, and pushes him away, <laughs> which is which is a great move. So he gets But that was only the first step of the plan. Yeah, basically, they had, they had it all planned out. He just needed something to get him mad, so he'd chase him. Yeah. So they chase him down the trail and get him to fall in this hole. Now, if they're really thinking, they would have made a punji pit or a punjai pit Dang, where it's the got spikes? the spikes That'd in the be bottom. Straight murder. Hey, that hey. guy was trying to murder them. It was self defense. And then they even talked about that when they were on that cliff earlier. They're like, "Why don't we just push, push him off?" They're like, "No jury in the world would convict." <laughs> Yeah. So they're already thinking about killing him. And then Jerry was like, no, it's too messy. I'm like, no, that's actually the cleanest way. You yeah, can that fly. really is because you could say he just slipped. Or, yeah, know, because he already, he already went out on the, the branch that overhung the cliff edge. To and, show how crazy he was or something. Yeah, I was like, no, Jerry, actually, that's the best way you could probably do it. It really was if you wanted to kill somebody. Uh, because then the jury's going to have to, you know, defense team's going to have to hire a team to go out and do, you know, reenactments with the dummy. But you're counting on like everyone keep quiet. Yeah, yeah. You don't want a weak leak or someone else going over that. You know that British kid. I was gonna say that fucking British kid squealing. That's exactly what I thought. That British kid. So, but they get them. They get them. Uh, they get them captured. They get them captured, and they come back to camp. And and the adults are also they're trying to figure out a way. Like, well, I have a buddy that's a lawyer, and I have I know somebody that works for CPS. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, well, we can't do anything for a couple weeks. And then Jerry shows up, and he's like, yeah, we got it taken care of. Come with us. They take him to the little hideout. And He's got him locked in a... Password was Yankee Doodle to get in. And then they got him like in a cage with electrical wire. In a barn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they do a good job. And the dolls actually. freak out and they're like, oh, what are you doing? Like, you can't do this. So uh, Pat, Pat goes in. He's go. like, I'm so sorry. We'll get you out. And Tony Perkis shot his mouth off. He's like, I'm going to stick my foot so far. And he puts the tape right over, back over his mouth. He's like, are these ropes strong enough? Because yeah. we can get more ropes. Yeah. <laughs> and then they... Continue to take back over the camp, and parents stays yeah. right around. Oh. I, just, I just put them here like on that trip. Just turned into straight Lord of the Flies. That's what it reminded me of. Was Thank Lord you. Of the Flies. Yeah, I, it was very Lord of the Flies. Um, and then then they had that big like, they have blowout before the parents stay. Remember, they just go crazy with all that. It's food. Diabetes Fest, nineteen ninety four, dude. They just sped up like their death so fast. Like, dude, my my blood sugar spiked watching it. I mean, there was guys just, like, getting drenched in chocolate syrup and... Chugging maraschino cherries. <laughs> they brought in, like, a 20-foot sub, like, 15 pizzas. Yeah, they had delivery guys coming in, like, in a row of people, yeah. like, just taking a slice here, a, a wing there. And, and, one, and dude, one guy lifts up the <laughs> sub, like... And one dude is, like, making it rain, like, as the <laughs> delivery guys pass, he, like, slap dollar bit like bills, like, as they pass by. 
So they blow it out, and then you know Pat wakes him up the next morning. Pat didn't didn't partake no. because he had that nurse there with him. So he was getting Pat a snack a of another kind. There you go, the best kind. Uh, and so Pat wakes him up the next morning. Is like, hey. You know, we need to do better, yeah. not just it, for us. And he did it the right yeah, way. Yeah, I was going to say, he was like the camp leader that they they wanted all And along. they needed. So, uh, Pat gets some walking, gets some exercising, and then they start kind of tearing, tearing down the camp of anything uh, Perkis-related. Yeah, they just, they make it back into back Camp to Hope. Camp Hope. Yeah. And I, I skipped over a part. Uh, they tie up Lars, which we haven't brought up Lars yet. Yeah, I Lars like Lars. Is Lars one came of the around. Best. Lars, he goes, I'm Lars from far away. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I have to warn you, I have a severely deviated Oh, yeah, septum. I put on here, dude, he definitely has sleep apnea. Yeah. Because it wasn't more of a, it was like after a, after his snore came like this screech. That and all or, the kids just stayed up all night. And just, he did a fuck ton of cocaine. Yeah, and his back in like East, East Germany before he came wrecked. over. Most so likely. they tie up Lars and the he other was, counselors. He was the DJ at the party. He, he was, was jamming at that party. He was all coked out of mm-hmm, his mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and so they tie up all the all they the tie counselors. Up and they're like, "Yeah, leaving you for the bears." Uh-huh. And he gets scared by a deer. He did, well. He goes, "I'm a vegetarian." <laughs> he thought it really was a bear because you know, I guess not many bears wherever he's from. But yeah, but that then, was a good part. But then you know, during the party scene, they go out and they're like, "You're either with us." Or against us. He's like, I'm with you. And <laughs> I then love he, you. And then he's over there pouring chocolate syrup all over him. So. Dude, Lars came all around. Dude, because at syrup. first, yeah. when he took over camp, or whatever, camp, chip, or it's not camp, but the the cabin, chip, mm-hmm. they were there. Their yeah. little camp was, uh, not camp, what's it called? Like when you're a Boy Scout and you're a little crew of guys. Anyways, a troop? a troop, yeah, they were troop uh, chipmunk. He seemed like a real asshole, but by the end of it, you're like, I would love to hang out with Lars. Yeah, Lars, Lars ended up being Do okay. Do some cocaine. Talk about the motherland. Yeah, well. yeah, he ended up being okay. So, uh, so yeah. So Lar- at this point, uh, Tony's still locked up, though. He's still locked up. He Parents is having say, a mental breakdown. Yep, he is going insane. Yep, rightfully so. Uh, Parents Day comes. Jerry, poor Jerry's dad's like he hadn't lost a pound. <laughs> uh, but Parents' Day comes, and Pat and the other counselors and Nurse Julie they put together a little video mm-hmm. just to show the parents what they've gone through. And he's just being a straight asshole. And they show him all the worst morning. moments, and they spice it up a little bit with uh, Goldberg ha- eating a fake rat <laughs> that he finds. <laughs> and uh, then, of course, fuck, leave it to the fucking British kid. Got tricked by a, a, a foil wrapped into a Hershey's, and that was enough to. I'm like, what are you doing? You just binged yourself, like yeah, last night or all whatever. kind of sweets. You've got tons of sweets, and you're gonna you're gonna fall for the old tin. I'd be able to spot it. I'd be like, no, that's tin foil, dude. You just grab it, and squeeze it. That's tin foil, dude. Or I'd be like, hey, toss it to me. But anyway, he gets him in close, takes him basically hostage, escapes, and then he kind of busts. He's <laughs> he's at the top of like a build in the windowsill uh, when they're watching this video. <clears throat> he starts clapping, and he just looks like so. When he comes in, he just looks like an absolute fucking psycho. He looks like a maniac. Yeah. <clears throat> so he flip. He does a like a double front flip down off this thing. Confronts <laughs> uh, Jerry's dad. Jerry's dad punches him in the stomach, which is the wrong move. You don't punch a guy with abs of steel in the stomach. You try to break his nose. Or you, kick, you hit him in the nuts. I hit him in the nuts, yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, you're done here, mister, or something. Some, <laughs> some cheesy something line. cheesy like that. And uh, obviously, uh, 
hitting him in the abs didn't work, so he gets back up. Karate chops uh, Jerry's dad in the shoulder and the neck. Does like a quadruple somersault backflip. Hits the back wall, and He's that's out. the end of that. And the next thing you know, his dad's back. Tony Perkins Sr. Tony Perkins Sr. to clean it all up. Who has been stiller in age makeup, and he and does he a phenomenal like job. He, he, that character was... Um, the same character from Starsky and Hutch. You know, mm-hmm. when he goes undercover and yep. just to do it, do, do it. it. That's exactly who it reminded me of. Like, yeah. that was a character he just played. Yeah. And the Tony Perkins character reminded me a lot of the uh, character from Dodgeball. Yep. That was a big guy mm-hmm. and then lost all that weight and at the end, you know, put yep. it all back on. Yeah. Those characters, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those characters really were, like, paralleled each other. Um, well, anyway. That, and then he asked, like, so, and they're like, well, I don't want because he's like, you know, sorry. I'll refund. refund. Go home. And they're like, we don't want to go home yet. You know, we want to stay here, but they need a camp counselor. He's like, I need an adult to put on the insurance. Who's been here the longest? And I was like, oh, three years, four years, passes 18 years. They're like, what have you been doing with your life? (laughs) Like, okay, well, you're in charge. And, you know, the kids love it. And and then they start training for the uh, Apache relay, which I don't think we brought up, but that was the whole point of the summer was. That's the big end of the summer. End of the the summer summer against camp camp MVP. And there was like several, it was like a rally. It's like a kind of relay. Decathlon. Decathlon. Yeah. Then there was like a one about wits. Then it ended up with the um, The the go-karts. Yeah. So I just put it as a sweet ass relay that I would actually train for. And it all comes down to Jerry in the race. And uh, he gets his wings back. So that comes full circle as well. And, and uh, it was really like they, a real life Mario Kart. Like, they a did a great race. job casting the other kid, like the other driver from Camp, Camp MVP. That kid had a very punchable face. Most like of he, them did on Camp MVP. Uh, Even the coach, so punchable. But uh, so yeah, they they start the race. It's kind of back and forth. Like the the other kid kind of cuts Jerry off at one point, runs him off track. Jerry returns the favor, comes down to the wire, and they at one point. Camp MVP had been like coming and vandalizing the the camp, and they'd arrive on boat. Well, once Tony Perkins is out of the way, and they're kind of taking the camp back, they show a scene where they the Camp MVP guys are going back to their boat after vandalizing, and the motor's gone. So I think they use that motor to build the go kart, and they're coming down to the end of the race, and there's this one final jump, and they have a propeller from the boat on the back of the go kart. And Jerry hits the throttle and activates the propeller, and it launches him off of the jump over the other guy, and he wins the race. Lucky he didn't fucking kill him with that. Yeah, decapitate him with that boat propeller going. Yeah. Uh, And that's basically it. They win the Apache Relay. All is good. Jerry says at the end, hey, Pat, thanks for the best damn summer of my life. And Pat kisses Nurse Julie. Everybody rides off into the sunset. The end. I would all in all, this is a solid movie. movie. Like, if my kid wanted to watch that again with me, you know, sometime down the road, I would love to rewatch that with her. Landry walked in probably a quarter of the way through, and he didn't leave up under my arm yeah. the entire time. He was I, I had started it, and I was like 30 minutes in, and then Claire got home, and I was like, you know, this is a really good movie. I was like, if you want, I'll pause it Start and we'll watch it together. Started. But, no, nah, she didn't want to. But I was, I was trying to get her, like, you sure you don't want to watch this with me? Like, I did I'm, that with I'm Lauren, really too. Lauren it. didn't want to either. Girls suck. They have no sense of classics. Well, Lauren was doing like parent shit. Like Landry's got a pre-K graduation coming up, so he had like a cap and gown picture taken at school, oh, and she was making invitations, invitations and stuff, filling those out and sending those off. So she was actually doing. She's being legit. a productive adult while you're watching. I'm watching a thirty-year-old movie, yep. but uh, about fat kids. About fat kids. Um, but no, it was a great movie. Um, so that was our movie review on heavyweights. Uh, 
anybody's got any comments, if you watched it, drop us a line on Instagram. Let us know what you thought. Um, but what is what are we going to review next week? And again, we want to get your votes on Instagram um, about, and I'll make a post like I did last week, and you guys go on and vote. Um, what are what did we decide? Yeah, on? we'll we'll come back to Little Giants. We'll put it up against uh, another movie down the road. But as soon as this one ended, it suggested Big Green. So I thought that would be a great one for us. And we're going to put it up against Sandlot. And I know everybody's probably seen The Sandlot. And that's actually like a really good movie. But it's really quotable and memorable. So I'd be down for either one. I hope it's Big Green. I really do too. Only because I haven't seen it in so long. Like I think Sandlot's an absolute classic. And I'll watch that anytime. I won't be upset if, if that's what's chosen. But it's been a long time since Big Green. And I remember liking that. You know, it's soccer. So yep. I know you No, I, I watched it again around the same time i watched heavyweights the first time when i got my disney plus uh, account and i'll rewatch it and disney it, plus it has like up. like all these movies that we watched growing up that are to me always rewatchable uh, me and landry and lauren watched uh little rascals last week it was that great be another good one yeah i like that movie it was great um so yeah those are the two big green uh sandlot I kind of know how this one, I think I know how this one's going to go, but uh, I'll put that up on Instagram. You guys kind of vote, and uh, you can watch along with us. Um, no sports this week. It's kind of a slow sports week. We're kind of in that lull. Rangers are playing above average more than what I thought. Yeah. You know, the pit, they're getting really good pitching right now. I um, wish I could watch some games. Yeah, I just have to keep up through the radio and the internet. Um, they're, I think, 9 and 10 or Ten and nine or ten and ten by now, but they're they're that's more than honestly better than what we could ask for, you know. Um, I think the Yankees have a worse record, so that always, always makes me happy. Always makes me feel good to know they're sucking. Mavericks are um, still in the seventh seed, I believe. They're, pl- I'm they're playing. I'm pretty sure they play the back to back Lakers. So it's tonight, tonight, without LeBron, yeah. without LeBron and ADs on a minutes restrictions, I saw because um 15 minutes per night for these two games which is great because the guy i'm up against the playoffs has ad so well and from a maverick point of view we just need to win them like if we can't win mm-hmm. them then we don't deserve and and i know we talked about that last week about the uh the plan and i saw i don't i can't tell you the exact stat but it's something that's like going forward like we have like the third easiest remaining schedule in portland the team we're trying to catch has like the second hardest remaining yep. schedule so and portland's you know they're they're tumbling right now like but um you know, we got to, we, no matter if they lose, we just have to keep winning. Yeah, we got to win. Um, so, Luca, it's time for you to step up and be a superstar. Um, you can't be he starstruck anymore. Uh, LeBron's not there for you to be starstruck over. So, let's get it done. So, not a lot of sports. Uh, we're a week away from the NFL draft at time yep. of recording. We mentioned last week, it's mine and Andrew's favorite time of the year. Probably, it may be my favorite sporting event. I think yeah. it, the only thing that would be better is if the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That would make it better, obviously. Cowboy games for me are probably number one, but, you know, NFL draft. It's just the build-up, the there. anticipation, because now I'm like, it's less than a week away. It's you know, just like, team building. This time next week, like, oh, shit, we might actually be picking this time at 9, yeah. 12. We'll, we'll be texting we'll, back and forth. We'll probably be past that. We'll probably be about midway through the first, but, yeah, I'll be texting. And like I said, I'm, I already took those days off. I'm going to be staying up, having myself a drink, having a smoke, making yep. a fool of myself. So, not a lot of sports. Sorry. We don't have a lot of sports going on. Uh, FC Dallas uh, didn't have their first match. They drew um, nil-nil, which is... I did. Was that Colorado? Colorado. Yeah. Because I saw they said that we haven't had a... Was it a a season opener or a home opener? We haven't lost since like 2009. Uh, yeah. And that streak continues. So, um, yeah, I again, mean, it's, it's going to be one of those years. We've got a lot of newcomers 
it's going to take some time to gel. Um, but we look good it, for long stretches. Colorado is much improved. Um, they they played really well. Um, they got our boy on there, Kellen Acosta. Yep. No, well, who's the other guy? Uh, Mikey Bar- Michael Barrios. Barrios. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was with us for six of. years, and it was weird seeing him in another uniform. Was the guy uh, Acosta you're talking about? Is his brother on our team, or do we just have another? No, guy we have Acosta? another Acosta. Okay, because I saw that Kellen, and I was like, maybe they're related. Kellen Acosta was a homegrown, one of our homegrown oh, yeah, players. Yeah, I still have his little shirt jersey that I wore to that last game. Yeah, so we have, and then Brian Acosta is from Honduras, so oh, totally and, different. And Kellen Acosta is from Plano, so he was he was our homegrown. But yeah, it was it's kind of weird seeing Mikey Mikey Barrios in another shirt and. It was kind of cool. They he got you know in soccer they do team photos before every yeah, game. Yeah, I saw that. And he and jumped, he, in, he jumped in ours. And yeah, so that I did. Was cool. I did get to watch that because you it was on KXA or twenty one. Twenty one. Yeah, I really want to go to that game. We need to figure well, one out like a, like a Saturday night, Friday night, or I'll take off. There's one. I can't remember. It's May first or May eighth, but Houston's in town. I think it's like a Fuck two Houston. two thirty game. Saturday is that a, well, Saturday? I know the first is a Saturday. That's the day of the May eighth. No, the eighth I think is the Houston game. Damn, that's gonna be difficult for me to take off back to back Saturdays. Well, either way, we can get it. We can get it done. Uh, Let's figure it out. Saturday because I would game. love to go. I would like that. Actually, sounds perfect. So we could go at a good time. The game would be over by like five, and then we could hit up some bars and mm-hmm. cuddle at that hotel. Oh yeah, baby, sounds perfect. Um, but yeah, so FC Dallas kicked off their season. They play Saturday uh, in San Jose. Um, so not 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 much sports going on. Um, so we're gonna get. Right into what are we watching? What are we listening? What are we listening to? And we'll get out of here. Um, I have had a busy week at work so far, and when I'm busy at work, usually I'm listening to podcast. But when I'm busy, I need to concentrate, and when I need to get stuff out, I'm meeting deadlines. Uh, I need something chill to listen to. So I've been listening to Cigaros, which is something I haven't listened to in years. Yeah, me either. So good though. Always holds up. Two Icelandic chicks playing music with like saws and bows and. All kinds of weird shit, but it just works. That's Reminds a great me. explanation of who that band is. That's exactly who they are. Yeah, they use two Icelandic chicks who just make interesting noises, and they make it work. Yeah, reminds me reminds me of a mushroom trip because that's where I got introduced to a our good friend Ryan and B Cigaros. I watched. Remember on the old like Xbox like three sixties and PS threes like you put in music and it had like the oh, visualizer. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember being saver. stuck in front of a visualizer on a TV for like yep. what felt for like 16 hours. But You were definitely on mushrooms. It was probably like 16 minutes listening to Cigaros. But no, I've been listening to Cigaros at work because I need to get stuff done. And then as far as podcasts, there's just one I listen to called uh, Theories of the Third Kind. And they do all kinds of stuff from conspiracy theories to UFOs, uh, aliens, just reptilians, all kinds of weird stuff. And they kind of break it down like, okay, this is the story that everybody knows. And then here's our thoughts, and then here's theories, and they kind of break it down in kind of like three segments. And like this one this week was like over the Oklahoma City bombing. What's the conspiracy there? I haven't listened to it yet. But they'll give like what the media portrays and then kind of conspiracy theories behind it and then, you know, kind of their their thoughts on it. And then there's another one I've been listening to called Lacombe, L-A-C-O-M-B-E, and it's a... it's a true crime podcast about a murder that happened in like southern Louisiana, like a parish, like right outside New Orleans, involving like a fire chief captain and his wife dying. And she supposedly died in a fire, but they found her shot in the head. 
and kind of unraveling kind of the mystery behind that. And it's really well done. It's kind of one of the, one of those I like where it's like a long form, like eight or 10 episode. Is it going currently right now or all out? Oh, it's uh, currently week to week. So you could, I think episode four or five came out today. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted to, you could hop on and listen to the first five. There's a lot of good ones going that like, I'm sure we're listening to together. Like the good assassin Mm -hmm. lost Hills. It's like where I'm caught up on all of them. So because I can binge them, dude. I can listen to like eight hours of podcasts when I'm at work. Yeah, so that's every, I'm not really watching much. You know, I watch Heavyweight, so watch FC Dallas uh, on Saturday. Not a lot going on. Still watching <laughs> Married at First Sight. That's starting to wrap up. So not a lot going on TV or movie-wise. Well, for me, <clears throat> I'll go with listening first. Um, I Like I said before, I love just like terrible people and terrible moments in time and you know like the macabre and the tragic always just interests me so this one's just called real dictators and it's literally just about the worst dictators and worst people of the 20th century um most of them are tony perkins on there not yet most of them are three to four parts um they're i don't know 30 to 45 minutes each um but it's really cool because so like each one's different obviously so it was kim jong-un or kim jong-il and then they Kind of touch on noon. Uh, Joseph Stalin, Mao Zedong, Papa Doc, who I didn't know who that was, General Tojo, and right now they're on Hitler. But on each one, so it's different, and they bring in different experts. So it's not just – it's the same host, but it's not like he knows what he's talking about. You know, He doesn't pretend. He'll be like, and now we're going to bring on this person who's a professor. from the, And it'll be like this, this one – this person might be expert on Stalin. And then that's the only time you'll hear from that person. And then next episode you have other experts talking about you know their studies on – Mao Zedong. So they do really well in uh, research, and these people just obviously know what they're talking about. And the first part, since they're usually three, it's kind of like their origin story of the person. Like, you know, like Stalin, you know, he wasn't even Russian. He was born in Georgia. And, you know, he got sent to the uh, he got sent to these labor camps in Siberia and had to escape. And, and then it gets to, like, where he met Lenin and became a Marxist. And, and then in, like, the, the third one was, like, the great purge he would do and how he wiped out, you know – basically his whole country so it goes in that order of like beginning middle and end so it follows really well for all these people um right now they're on episode five of hitler so hitler's gonna have the most you know because and what's it called again real dictators okay i'm gonna have to subscribe to that uh the next one i listened to i started today is called slow burn and it's it's on season five right now and i put on here each season is a different topic like they do with cereal um so season one was about the nixon and the watergate Season two is about the Clinton impeachment. Season three was about the Biggie and Tupac rivalry. Uh, season four, which I decided to start today, was about the political rise of David Duke. And David Duke was a he was the founder the, of the KKK. He wasn't the founder. He was the great because he's still alive. He was a, he was a grandmaster. Right? He was a grandmaster. So he's not the grand wizard. He was a grandmaster, meaning he was the head of his state, which is from Louisiana. But he was like in the House of Representatives, and then he ran for governor. Like he had like a big political following and they were like, there's pictures of him. Cause he was also a neo-Nazi and he, he, he tried to denounce it later because he wanted to come forward as like a, a good, you know, but he always said like, you know, I'm struggling for, for the white oppression of white people and everything was about, you know, just white power, but he never got off that stance. And I mean, there's pictures of him dressed up as a Nazi soldier. And then his political rivals would be like, you know, you're going to vote for this guy as a Nazi. And he would still like, he, he would votes. he would force runoff elections because he would all you know he would do so good in these primaries. And these people are like, well, you know, he just he just says what everyone else is thinking, and he stands for my values. Like he's a fucking Nazi. So to me, that was just really 
really interesting was to hear this backstory of David Duke and each each season I should say is about eight episodes and they really dive in there and there's all kinds of archive and audio because his his political run was really from like the 80s into like the early 90s he had a decent run you know he was a well-known person um and then the next one they just started season five and it's going to be about um the Iraqi war and how we got there and that's just now in episode one and they come out once a week so it's going to be two months before they're done with that if they do another eight-parter but both really good slow burn and real dictators like i said i guess i just like watching terrible people doing terrible things um and (laughs) goes right into what i'm watching and it was a podcast that you suggested to me but then i found out they had a show about it and it's the candy man and the clown yeah and we talked about it on that lost episode that'll never see the light of day (laughs) yeah we talked about you know it really was about it was about dean coral who was a serial killer from houston he was the candy man he owned a candy shop and he killed approximately you know 30 boys had them buried in a boat shed had them buried at a lake on a beach um and then it talks about, you know, a thousand miles away, there was John Wayne Gacy and he killed like 33 young men and had them buried like in his crawl space in his house. And they're like, you know, these two people that were separated by a great distance, but they started seeing these connections. And what the show's about is basically like there's this connection about like this child pedophile ring that was nationwide in the 60s and 70s. A lot of it uh, had ties to Dallas. Yeah. Yeah. Like the king, like they called him like the apex predator. And they said, mm-hmm. this was the main ring. The main hub of this was right here in Dallas. And, I mean, it's just terrifying because it really just predates Jeffrey Epstein because he had, you know, his sexual – his his enterprise, like, run like a business. And and in Candyman and the Clown, they talk about how, you know, there was people like executives at General Motors in Detroit. Yep. And they had their own little island, which On was like, like – Which was like the uh, – the what do they call it? Like St. James yep. is what – Epstein had they were like yeah this shit was going on in the 70s like these people they work in secrecy but they work together and they're high ranking people and they you know their they target were little boys they had some people here in Dallas that were connected to the Boy Scouts yeah so we, we haven't know. got there yet um but, but if you from were, the podcast yeah I was gonna say learn so I tried to tell Claire to watch this and if you know and if you're not a podcast person like me and Matt if you don't want to listen to like an eight part eight part podcast um I saw this on it was on the ID channel mm-hmm. which I get on Hulu so you know, if you're if you if this type of thing interests you, which I know a lot of couples do, like I'm sure Lauren would like to watch it, Claire wanted to watch it. If you can't put up with like an eight hour podcast, I think it's just maybe two parts, or that's all it's at right now, and they're like an hour and a half each. So it's basically like a two part documentary, and it's it's terrifying, but it's so interesting. Um, and I was gonna say I will be watching finally Mortal Kombat this Saturday because my buddy Alex, our buddy Alex, is taking me to the. Um, the Mavericks game. It's our 10-year anniversary. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> he, he consistently beats me in fantasy football. Uh, he's beat me the last two times in the championship. So he, you know, he's just a nice guy and feels bad. He's like, I'm going to take you to a nice Mavericks game. And, you know, he bought these tickets like months ago. And then AD got hurt. And then LeBron got hurt. And I was like, you know, fuck it. Let's still go. Hopefully we'll just win. Luke, we can still get to see Luca play. So I'm going up to his house um, Saturday night. We're going to the game. And then we're coming back. And we're watching Mortal Kombat. I already sent him a text. I was like, you know what we should do afterwards? And then I had to send him that gif of Mortal Kombat. (laughs) He's like, I was already thinking that too. It's like, that's what's up, man. So Mortal Kombat this Saturday. Can't wait. Sounds like a good weekend. It is going to be a pretty good weekend. I feel bad because, you know, it's nice to get away from your family. At the same time, it's like you feel bad. I always feel guilty. I feel bad, yeah. I was Like draft weekend, I feel so guilty. See, that I don't because, like, that's my one weekend to just act like a total – just Dude. motley crew like yeah. roadie yeah 
with nothing but dudes here. That's what Claire's like. I hope no girls are there. I was like, it's going to be nothing but sweaty guys and like, you know. Oh, at the draft? Yeah, at the draft. Oh, yeah. But like, no. it's nothing but sweaty guys and like beer and cigarettes. I and think weed. like 10 out of the 12 of us are married. Maybe Ryan. nine. Ryan, Jason, and Alex aren't married. Alex is at least engaged, though. All right. So I say 10 out of 12. Yeah, you're right. We're all just looking to get and away. Then, from- and about half or more have kids. Yeah, so, for so sure. that to me is just like my weekend get. It's like my weekend get away with the bros. Yeah, and I, you know, Lauren, I like all but like two of them. <laughs> well, Lauren's going this weekend to Fredericksburg with her mom, so it'll just be me and little man at the house all weekend. So have totally opposite weekends, dude. You're yeah, in. that's true. But I don't mind it. I mean, me and him, we'll we'll hang out. I mean, really, it's just like hanging out with a smaller version of you. Y'all yeah. can watch movies and play video games. Like, like Saturday, order a pizza. Well, Saturday, he, he loves steak, so I'm going to grill a couple oh, nice. steaks, and we're going to watch FC Dallas and just chill. You have a glass of, like, whiskey, and he has a little glass of apple juice, apple. so it looks the same. Yeah. Like, come together. Yeah. And he, it's funny. <laughs> he will cheers. on it. He'll, he will cheers you. So, <laughs> But uh, you got anything else? I think that's it. I All right. Hank breath in my, I'm like eating his breath right now. It's <laughs> so, terrible. On that note, we're going to wrap it up. Um, as always, we appreciate you listening. Um, this is going to be out on Monday, so be looking for it in your feed on Monday. Um, but for Matt. And I'm Andrew. We're out. <laughs>